do you ever feel like you're kind of stuck in a holding pattern? Like all your dreams and desires are just out of reach. It's almost like the universe is within you and it's just waiting to burst out, but you can't quite seem to find the code to be able to crack it and release it. And let's get into talking about unlocking your potential and how to best use the six ascent principles to do that. So let's get right into this. This is the ascent framework. So this is what essential principles are based on when we talk about self-excellence. When you think about potential, because we hear that a lot, right? And we hear the term of um, why is it that we have potential and untapped potential, and you hear all these, these various terms. My thing is, where, why is it that we can't push a button and have these things actualize and happen? Where's the disconnect? What's broken? What can we do to start to identify or self-identify those areas so we can begin to move ourselves forward? And that's really, I think, the key piece, because I am a believer in first things first from the standpoint of I don't think you can move forward until you maybe understand better what's actually holding you where you are or holding you back. And that could be things in your current world. It could be things going as far back as your childhood. Finding those things out, dealing with those things, getting on equal terms with them gives you the launch pad, I think, to move forward. You know, it's it's interesting. I was um, driving back yesterday and, and I was listening to Thomas Sowell, Sowell, who I don't know if you guys have ever heard him or read him in his work. He's like 93 years old. Um, he's like this revered african-american um historian and it just just an amazing individual who one of my good friends and uh and coach who I, I really want you folks to meet jerry kind of recommended and he was talking about you know how history plays and and where i'm going with this and why this is relevant is that you know to really understand you know where you've come from where you've been is so important to ensure you don't continue to repeat the cycle again. And, and so he said something in a way, I'm like, wow, I never really thought of it that way. The importance of learning about your past um, to ensure that you can achieve your future goals, especially when those goals are, you know, beliefs, cultures, habits, things that will continue to repeat itself throughout your history, your, your, your future. And so what I'm, what I believe is that, you know, we're all, we're all hopefully on this path of, of excellence. We're all hopefully moving towards this path of transformation and it's really tough. And unless we are introduced given, supported, uh, believed in, mentored, you know, uh, built up this foundation of really good habits and principles, you know, it, it, it's really tough to do this. And you, and we see this, especially in, you know, storytelling around uh, the haves and have nots. You know, it's, it's when you think about, you know, what is success? How do you define success first and foremost? Well, that could be based off of monetary success or other success or whatnot. You know, for me personally, it's it's my ability to not have want. Mm. And it doesn't necessarily translate to like 
you know, dollar figures, et cetera. It's like, no, I want the ability to be able to just do whatever I want, like travel and whatnot. It's, it's not like I need to be making a million dollars a year kind of thing, you know, because I don't believe that just purely financial salary success equates to happiness. Yeah, 100% agree with you on that. Um, and I think the, the important piece of that too is really understanding historically what you're made of. And a lot of that has to do historically, culturally within your family, uh, your, your personal journey and, and, and different experiences that you've gone through. We are this complete vessel, as we've talked about before, of all of those different things. But we spend so much time, I think, trying to just push forward. We don't spend enough time, I think, kind of looking back to see, as you said, Vince, so that we don't make the same mistake over and over or get in these recycle patterns. And that's why we're not making any progress is because we're literally getting to a point and then regressing and coming back to that same point. Well, one of the things that I discovered recently, or shouldn't say recently, what I discovered here, especially in this last, you know, obviously we just started a new calendar year. Um, I, for all, in, you know, intensive purposes, have been on vacation over the course of last year. And I don't mean the vacation where I was out traveling, having a good time. I took a kind of a vacation from all the trauma that it, that it, that it kind of found me over the last two period, you know, starting when, starting, believe me, as far as back as COVID and now trans, you know, transcending, um, transcending into, you know, this time period of, you know, 2022 to 2023, those are two really, 2022 and 2021 were, were 2021 kind of started out bad and it just kind of snowballed into 2022. Obviously you guys know me cause you know, some of the things that I've been through the car accident, um, the tumors in my eye, things of that nature, just the, you know, the health issues that I've experienced, um, the professional loss, uh, which I don't talk about a lot, um, but it is a key component because, you know, I'm, I'm identified for the, the Chris, the person, but I'm also identified as Chris, the professional. Um, and I kind of lost all of that. And I've been in a, uh, a mindset of trying to regain my footing. Let's use that, that terminology. There was a time last year when I was starting to wonder if I was broken and if I had a chance to, to be able to come back to even some semblance of myself, my previous self. Well, what I determined was I actually have the ability to be more than I was before. How do I get there? And that has been my challenge at least from the standpoint of the last three months. We won't talk about any of the time before that because I really, I took my, I just literally took my foot off the gas. You know, it's funny how with us, you come up with these, these topics, right? And they always seem to be the right topic at the right time for me. I'm learning that about you. And, and I actually want to tip my cap to you, uh, Mr. Murray, for being that timely uh, vessel or vehicle that brings these, you know, these thought processes to my, you know, right to my door um, and it creating it creating these opportunities for growth and um, what, what, what's the phrase I want to use? Let's just stay with the growth, using these opportunities to grow because growth can obviously be a lot of different things. This is right on time for me. I mean, it's just right on time. What's going on? 
I mean, it, it couldn't be more perfect. And I'm, ex- and with that being said, I'm excited, you know, and that's, I think that's what we look for in life is have reasons to be excited, no matter what it is. Excitement is excitement. If it feeds your brain, you know, if it frees, if it, if it, you know, feeds your emotions, your positive emotions and the thing, mm-hmm. your, your aspirations. And hopefully there's someone out there who's listening to us that's going to feel the same way. Chris, let me ask an additional question. So one of the things you said is, you know, you were going through the process and you're trying to figure out, um, you know, could you get back to your old self? But in that, you discovered that you can actually be better than, right? That that you you see that. So in essence, when you boil that down, that's potential. You see the potential of more than, you know, exactly. what you, your previous self. So. Can you help define what brought you to say that I can get there or what my potential is or why I see that it's greater than it used to be? For me, it starts out with just being able to, A, you should have an idea where, you, where you'd like to go. You may not, you may not 100% know where you want to be, but you have a direction. We all have a direction. And I, I, it's like, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm not some fresh-faced kid out of, out of high school or college, uh, I'm I'm a practicing grown ass man who's been out here doing a lot of things for a lot of decades. I'm starting to round into some purpose. You know, I think Vinny mentioned it earlier. You know, you know, the idea of want versus need. Um, yeah, you know, I want to travel. You know, there's some things I've I've discovered that I want to do that are that are. I think you know. I think it, let me back up for a second. I think what it is is as we we grow and mature through life, our our desires and our priorities sh- change and shift from time to time. And I think I'm heavily in I'm heavily into that moment right now where my priorities are shifting, my wants are shifting. My needs are kind of the same. They've barely, you know, the, those needs have kind of been established for a while. You know, I want a roof over my head. You know, I want, you know, a decent amount of money in my bank account. Um, There's certain activities that I do on a day in a day out basis. Those are kind of established. Those are some of those habits we talk about. Um, But now with that being said, I have really cut out a lot of the filler and a lot of the fat in the process, so to speak. And now I'm at a point where I've targeted two to four areas that I want now, how do I get to those wants? And that, and here's where the process really starts. The, and it's really a men, more of a mental process than anything. But I am deciding what I want. And here's the other part of it. It's push. You know, we have so many people that come into our lives, on, in and out of our lives on a day in and day out basis. With those people, they all have wants and needs, too. How do the, how do those their wants and needs interact with your wants and needs and being able to actually, you know, push certain pieces, maybe and I don't mean away from you, but necess- necessarily away from you. But let's just say for at arm's length. So um, just trying to find some clarity in this, because there's a lot of information that gets shared on a day in and day out basis, a lot of data that's floating back and forth you know, across your, your, your eyes and being able to, you know, settle in, get a little clarity on what it is that's important to you 
And I think that's the, the key right there is figuring out what's important to you. And that allows you to start to really move forward um, in, in your life process. Clarity is an important piece of it. And Vince, I got a question for you, kind of not so much related to clarity, because I do want to come back and talk a little bit more about that. But really talking about potential. And the question I have, Vince, is how do you define from your chair potential? What is potential? What should if someone because they hear this term, you have so much potential, and you go, well, what does that mean? How, how would you answer that question for someone? I guess there's there's multiple ways of looking at this. The one that I would say goes to your point of when you see someone or you hear someone say to you, you have so much potential. You know, it, it makes me think of or it makes me feel like you know, the common phrase is the world is your oyster and you know, the, the potential is you have a lot of really great qualities or building blocks or whatever that is. And this individual could do anything with that. Now, this individual could be successful, um, fulfill their dreams, um, their aspirations, etc. cetera. And, and I guess, you know, it comes to it, every person has a lot of potential. I guess the question is, you know, do they want to recognize their potential? <clears throat> do they have the mindset of realizing they have potential? And then do they have the mindset or belief that they can achieve that potential? Um, and then I guess the third one, <clears throat> if there was a third, would be is, you know, do they have the wherewithal to actually follow through and persevere? to achieve that potential. That's, I think, where the challenge comes in. That's why I really wanted to start there and talk about the first part of the whole ascent cycle with the aspirations is really identifying a couple of things. One is what it is you, as you said, wants versus needs is one piece of that. So, and then what, what do you aspire to be, have, do, become? All of those different pieces are wrapped up in that. Then you also look at that and say, okay, now that I have that, let's get some, and as Chris mentioned a moment ago, let's, where is the clarity of that, right? So now, cause you, let's, let's get that clarified. And then the, the word I want to touch on, because obviously, as I said, there is two ways to, I think, go about this. There is the reflective path, which is really what the focus of ascent is about, where we start looking backwards first before we try to move forward. And then there's directive. Directive is where you say, okay, here you're here, go there, right? And in that, you really haven't taken the time to understand where you've been or why you are where you are. And I think for me, that's I think that's a, a foundational piece of it. So not to say that there aren't some directive pieces within the ascent process, but the first phases and stages of it are really about looking backwards versus trying to press forward. I bring that up because I think um, one of the key things that we want to look at when we're, when we're talking about this is as just as Vince, I think, summarized beautifully is what's your mindset? Uh, how committed are you to doing these different things? Right. And all of it really revolves back to and it even ties back to what Chris was saying, self-actualization. Right. It no one can do it for you. The universe, the world, your, your mom, your dad, your friends, your social circle, all of the accountability parts of identifying these things, formulating some type of action plan, 
committing to getting that done, and again, this is taking us around that circle, uh, is on you to hold yourself accountable and to, to put it together and to move forward. So I think that's the most important piece is understanding from a clarity standpoint, step one of one is that piece. Now that we're clear on where we want, what we need, what we don't need, yada, yada, we can move forward from there. So I've got a, I've got a question back to you, Brian. Sure. Um, you know, how, how much of all of what you just said comes back to the ability for one to accept failure? So I'm going to answer that in this way. Yes, failure is a huge piece of it, but accepting or identifying failure, I think, are two different things, right? And what I think a lot of the times what people do is they identify things that have happened in their lives as a failure when maybe it's not quote unquote a failure, right? So it's a, it, so they give it too much weight, right? Because that is the thing of life. You have experiences. That is what those experiences are there to do is to teach you, to learn you, to groom and grow you as you move your way forward through life. So it's not a failure. It's more of a lesson. So start to be able to really look at the things that I have failed at, right? Versus the things that, you know what? I tried that, didn't work. I won't call it a failure, but here's what I learned from it. So that would be more of the piece I would advise someone to really start to, when they go back and start talking about where I failed, is if even if you want to call it a failure, what did you learn from that failure? Because that's the piece that I think is more important than carrying that weight around of, I failed. But that's my three and a half cents. So I like that. I'd like to respond to that. Sure. So for me, you know, words are powerful. Let's, you know, we all, I think we can all agree upon that. The words have, are very powerful tools and they can work for you and they can work against you. I would like to substitute the word failure for setback slash lesson. Mm -hmm. That's the approach that I'm taking right now. I mean, I, this is a transitional, this is this, like I said, these last three months, have started to become a transitional thing for me. And like I said, I don't want to, I don't know. I don't want to talk about myself. I don't want to reference myself in the respect of I failed. I don't want to say that because I think that's just those, that's a, that's heavy pressure on my, because then you start to think like that. And for me, that's dangerous. I'll be honest with you. So I, I, this is the part where you give yourself grace. Grace is I had a setback. When, usually when someone says I had a setback, it it immediately connotes that there's a, there's a next chapter. There is a new level to reach. So that's how I choose to, to view that and frame it. I think, and I, I can't speak for everybody, but that works really well for me. And I'm starting to see that, you know, as I start to formulate moving forward in my, in this new calendar year, how do I want to reference myself? How do I want to reference my activities? How do I want to reference my movements in this journey? So, like I said, for me, it's a setback. You know, this is a, I'm in a reform, you know, I'm a, it's kind of off, off topic somewhat. 
I'm in a reformation of habits right now. And it was, uh, if I can expound on this a little bit, I had a, a an epiphany of sorts yesterday. I was at the gym. So my little routines, I come in, I stretch, do my weight work. Then I hit my, hit my cardio. And I usually watch either watch some kind of inspirational video or some, you know, some educational video while I'm doing my cardio. And I got sent the video uh, yesterday or the day before about learning. Now I'm, I'm in a learning stage again or a relearning stage right now. So I'm trying to soak up as much knowledge on my professional side. Well, that, you know, it, it bleeds into your personal life too. And I saw this learning. And one of the things the guy said, I think his name was uh, Tim Kim or Tom Kim. I can't, he's a, a coder. So he wants to, you know, his thing is coding. He wants to be, he's moved into the tech space. This is a guy that had no tech experience before. And what he said he realized in his journey was he needed to form habits or re in, in our case, re my case, reform habits. And he said, you know what? Habits take about a month. He said, if you do something over and over, and, you know, on, you know, form a schedule, it takes you about a month for that to actually ingrain into your brain to where it's almost, you're almost automatic. And it was like, because I've been trying to get my gym space together. Obviously, I'm trying to get back to work, things like that. But what I realized was some of the things that I took for granted when everything was was good and everything was plugged in was I leaned on and relied on my habits. And like I said, I, we, we talked about this a little bit in the breakout room. Um, that, uh, the smallest habit is getting up at, at the same time every day and things of that nature. So I was like, oh, my God, my habits are I, I have to re I've got to recreate those habits. You know, I've got to get that muscle memory going on. So it get believe it or not, it, I walked away yesterday like, oh, my God, I, I actually I got it. I, I think I got it. So um, it's like plugging in. It's like a software upgrade. I got a little software upgrade yesterday. And it, it, it really brought a smile to my face. And I think I'm going to be able to move forward after after seeing that. And that kind of brings us to, I think, this stage of this, too, when we think about it. So now you've kind of went through, I think, what I'm going to call the first two parts of this, the aspiration and your motivation and your spark piece of it. So now you're at the commitment piece, because as you just stated, Chris, for example, you need to now continually do these routines until they become just muscle memory, right? From a habit standpoint. So, but that's the commitment piece of it, right? How committed am I to, because it's that whole new year's resolution thing. And it's, that's kind of a, a point of this time of year. Everybody says, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. Blah, blah, blah. It's, it's January 13th or whatever it is. And, you know, 60% of people have already fallen off of whatever bandwagon they've jumped, they jumped on, you know, and it's, you're not even two weeks into the year yet. So that's the commitment piece. And I think that's a critical component when you think about making it from a potential standpoint, working your way through the process as is your level of commitment. So Vince, I'm going to come to you because I have a very specific question around commitment and talking about those pieces of it. The thing for me with commitment is, do you feel that it is a self-driven thing or is it more of a world society being held accountable 
what do you think is the greatest motivator that actually has people be and stay committed to whatever they speak into the universe? So I've got a, a short story. And um, one, of the, one of the tools that I picked up more recently through this uh, leadership development program called PSI was just around this whole concept around around this. And they asked the question, you know, you've got uh, intention and then you've got, you know, execution. Mm. And they asked, you know, if you had 100%, how would you break down the most important components of intention vis-a-vis execution of follow through? And, you know, it was just interesting because I'm like, well, if you don't have the intent, then how do you actually have the wherewithal to follow through? But then if you don't have the follow through, how do you actually change anything? So I was balancing between, I don't know, 90-10 and then 50-50 and then, you know, and then... Um, Anyways, the, the end of the story is it's 100% intention. At least that's how they presented it. And I was like, okay. And then they explained it out there. And where if you are not, if your intention is not there, nothing else matters because you won't have the follow through. And if anything less than 100% intention means, you know, you, you're not fully committed. You're not fully moving forward you know it's uh and then i think about you know our own internal dialogue i think about the the protest behavior that we all have um you know and 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 those are the feelings of not good enough or not um not enough and whatever you know we're feeling like um you don't deserve this the self-sabotage piece which is as we all know that's the toughest one because you know that's that's stuff that was essentially ingrained to us as uh, as a child you know that uh, and this is where as a parent it's so important to talk to your kids about you know they are good enough and they can achieve this and they will and you know that goes back to that mindset piece and you know teaching these fundamental beliefs around that is so important and that's probably one of the biggest challenges when we think about, you know, folks the haves and the have not. It's it's what you ingrain in your kids. It's how you talk to each other. It's the belief that you can achieve that, you will achieve that, versus like, oh no, you'll never account for anything. And that's that's our own internal multi generational trauma that continues to repeat itself. You know, as we look at that, the accountability. And that's another word we throw around a lot. Um, Self-accountability in this case is, is I think, tied to an intention, as you said, right? And But again, all of what we're talking about with the Ascent Principles is helping you to identify, especially the early phases of the, of the framework, what is your intention, you know, so that you have the clarity and know what that truly is. That's what you've got to get, I think, put away first and foremost is, is what the intent is and, and where you're trying to move to. Once you've done that, then you can transition over to putting together a plan to accomplish it. So, and that's the thing I think people jump into is they jump into the the planning stage first and don't take the time to understand what the plan really needs to be focused to, which is the intention, uh, et cetera, et cetera. And that's the piece of it that I see. So Chris, I'm gonna ask you that question. Obviously you've 
identify, you need to set these habits and, and these different things from a getting it done. So now you were at the, as, as Ben said, the execution piece of it. What is your plan? How do you plan to go about making sure that these things happen, that you establish these new habits? What are your thoughts and, and where are you with that in the process? Well, I think part of, for me, part of that is um, the planning. The thing I heard from the last couple of things you guys have said, we're talking about the, the commitment. Um, sometimes commitment means there's, there's financial commitment. Um, there's just commitment to, you know, overall commitment to self. Um, this week is, like I said, this week has been interesting. I've literally parked in front of my computer for a couple of days where I didn't even leave. I didn't leave more or less didn't leave the house. Um, one of the things I did was because I'm really, like I said, I'm trying to find my way back into the, the, my professional circle while also dealing with some of my, you know, other needs, my physical needs, my physical health needs. You know, I'm always been a, you know, if you know me, you know, I've been a gym guy, you know, it's been one of my things that I've fallen back on over the years. And it's actually, you know, it's it's a habit that has served me well over the you know over the last couple of decades. So I'm finding my way back into that space. Um, I'm gonna flip flop a little bit here. Um, so one of my commitments I made this week was, um, you know, obviously I have I have aspirations, and desires to be to find some employment and put myself back into um, the tech space more or less. Um, so what I did was uh, one of the learning platforms, um, there's been some classes and some modules that I wanted to take that will help to get me back into the space that I desire to be in. Um, I actually bought some classes. There was some sales on some classes this week and some modules. And I put my money where my mouth is and I bought those, I bought those classes um, so basically, essentially, I'm I'm putting myself on in in the uh, in the hot seat um, because if you know me, like I think you guys know me, I hate wasting my money. So that was an in that was an actual first steps for me is to get these you know to set set these profiles up and obviously you know I've been working on my resume and I've been that's been a continual process, but just really putting the time in, you know, really mm -hmm. saying hey you just need to put the time in. You know, I know there's more other things I'd rather be doing, um, but this is necessary right now. If I'm going to, if I'm, this is a necessary step in the process. If I'm going to get where I need to go or where I, and where I, des, where I, more importantly, where I desire to go, then I've got to start putting some time into it, making the, you know, time, first and foremost, the time commitments. So that's really what this week has been about. And I, and I'm, you know, I, you know, we talked when we, in our last uh, podcast. We, you know, we were talking about this. What was it? The seven habits of unsuccessful people. Mm -hmm. And I thought my big one was procrastination. Well, it really wasn't. What I think I've come to discover this week is it wasn't procrastination. It was a lack of habits. It's really mm -hmm. what this is about. So once I can kind of get on the habit train, get you know, start to get some time in, redevelop that muscle memory. I think everything else will start to unlock and the pieces will start to come together. But it's back to this commitment. I just need to make the commitment. And this week was a week where I think I, I, I made some headway. Now we've got to take it into the, the following week, make some more headway. 
and just keep kind of raising the bar incrementally. And it doesn't, like I said, it doesn't have to be large, large uh, increments. Um, Cause as, as I say, you know, I've coined the phrase progress isn't measured in distance is measured in progress. So that's kind of where I'm at. And that, you know, everybody has to find what works for them. This is what appears to start to, is to st is starting to work for me. And I'm happy gotcha. about it. I'm excited about it. So let me ask this question. Um, is that a mental plan or is that a documented plan? I mean, have you written this out and then, you know, what this week's going to look like, what next week's going to look like, what next month, your intent as Vince said, intention, your intention for what next month needs to look like? Or how are you, how are you managing that piece of it? Well, the starting point for me is the fact that I I found this little gem, this little nugget in me, that appears to to, to, to peer, you know, because what they say people people say all the time, make it make sense. It's starting to make sense, and I think that was part of my problem before. Nothing really made sense. I did. I I was just aimlessly flailing. I knew that there was something out there for me. I knew that there was a direction that. I was looking for, and I think I have, I think I may be on to something. So now the next step is to start to do a little more journaling. I mean, I've got all these notepads and, you know, different vehicles to journal. I think I need to start actively journaling. That was one of the things that were on my list to start to, to journal um, the positive, you know, and, and, and coupling that with, you know, positing, positive affirmations obviously you you know me you guys know me so i'm always seeking support that's that's pretty much built into my process you know that's actually what's kept me afloat is having no understanding and knowing that i if if i seek support that quite typically i'm going to receive it back especially with the people that i have around me so it's a work in progress let's i mean if you're if you're asking me for the 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 Quick answer is it's a work in progress. I've got a lot of work. Um, I, so right now it's mental. But we're going to work it into an actual plan as we go over the next few, you know, the next few days or next few weeks. So I would like to see here something um, both as a friend um, uh, and also a podcast mate too is, you know, when you think about your progress as measured in progress, when you think about all the things you could, would, should be doing to better prepare you, I often find, <clears throat> uh, or I often question, you know, when you're when you're always thinking about how you could be doing these things, you're always thinking about like, well, I'm not I'm not ready yet, or I'm not there yet, or whatever, and and <clears throat> I believe you're ready. I believe you're there. And maybe what I'm going, I'm getting to is you know, wondering when you believe you're ready or when you believe you're there or when you believe, you know, you can achieve this because going back to our first beginning opening part of it is, you know, and so I guess coming back to it <clears throat> is it'd be great to hear you say some metrics some data points. And, and this is the, <laughs> you know, there's there's so many different references on this one, but when you start a business as an entrepreneur and you're testing out your hypothesis, you're testing out your assumptions to see if this is something that people will will buy or use, 
you're trying to get feedback. It's discovery. And part of this is that unless you test this with other people, it's, it's a great idea in your head. So it'd be great to hear from you, you know, I applied for these jobs or I went and talked to these things. And it'd be great if that would be like, you know, this week it's one, it's three, it's five, it's 10, it's 20, it's whatever. Because, you know, if it forever will be something where you're always working on yourself or always taking classes and putting your money where your mouth is. I know. I'm, uh, I'm waiting to hear that this is coming together for you because otherwise there's this level of hesitation where you've been on the bench, where you've been doing this. And then the question is, is, you know, it's going to be tough. Yeah, you're going to get, you know, negatives on this journey. I would like to hear more actual metrics or data that you could use to help you get through this. Yeah. And Chris, hold on before you respond, because I okay. want to add on before you come, come to that. So, Vince, thanks for sharing that. And your your mindset and my thought were exactly the same. And and, and I'm going to say it this way, Chris. Uh, there is activity and then there is activity. And that might seem like an oxymoron, but the activity that Vince is referring to, which will move you forward. And my chair, I get one vote in my opinion, is the activity of actually doing the thing versus planning to do the thing. Now, hold on. Not to say you should not continue to plan to do the thing, because that's going to make you better at doing the thing. But you somewhere in there, you've got to find this divide of this much of my time, I'm going to do the thing. And then this much of my time, I'm going to be planning and getting better at doing the thing. Because what you learn and what Vince is, is saying is, Doing the thing is where that knowledge, that feedback, that, oh, I should do it this way, because that's where you get the real world input and examples for it. So then, as I said, there's activity and then there's activity, but you need a, a balance of both sides of that fence. My response to both of you, both of my friends, <laughs> <laughs> is you're, you're both 100% right. 100%. There's no, I have no rebuttal. Uh, no, no, no real defense. I'm not going to defend myself. I'm not, I'm not going to defend my position. You're hundred percent right. And here's the beauty of this. Me putting out what I said, I'm looking for input. So I'm always, you know, even though I, sometimes I'm, I think most people are being honest when they, when you seek input from folks on situations, there's a part of you that is scared of what the response is going to be. Because you're probably going to hear something that just freaks you out. And in my case, when, when you guys said, oh, I got an answer, I was like, oh, here we go. <laughs> but the reality is that's what I'm looking for, if I'm being honest. And I am, you know, you guys know me well. Um, I think I've reached the point now where I'm almost at the cliff. I'm, I'm, you know, I've been, I'm planning that, you know, you know, you're like, you know, the cliff is coming. So I've been slowly slow walking. So I'll, I'll admit that I've been slow walking to the cliff because there has been no sense of urgency. Hmm. There's now starting to become a sense of urgency. A lot of it's a turn, you know, there's, yeah. it's not, and I got something by, you know, there's a couple of things behind me that are, are create help helping to create that, but it's, but it's not the real reason why I'm doing, I'm doing it because it's what I want to do. 
that's the understanding part that a lot of people you 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 can muddle through life sometimes not understanding what you want to do what you desire to do well this is this is part of a reformulation of habits it, it's really what it is i don't i don't, I don't want to make it complicated it's because for me it's becoming simple it is starting to and this this tells me my brain is starting to work well okay so here so let's let's dive into this thing okay. um when you set your intention to be doing something differently and getting back into the swing of things. Um, when is this a calendar thing? Where do you said, okay, by, I don't know, March, by February, by June, by next January, when do you want to be doing whatever it is you are doing differently professionally? Oh, I'd, I'd love to be doing it within the, by next month. Okay. So February. What do you believe you need to do to achieve that? Well, I think the simple answer is just continue to just continue what I'm doing, but ramping it up. You know, like I said, I'm at a stage now where mentally I think I'm almost there. Now I need to translate it to paper and really working on an actual plan. Um, and it's for, I'm formulating that plan. As, so here's the thing. Part of it is confidence. I've mentioned this in the past. We've talked about my confidence levels. I feel like I'm a beast when my confidence is on point. I, I just, you know, I just feel like I, I'm unstoppable when my confidence gets up there. I've been rebuilding my confidence. I mean, it's something as simple as us being out on a golf course. That creates confidence for me. And it, 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 it touches every part of my life. You know, I do, you know, I play golf because I love playing golf, but it also is a confidence builder for me. And each each good shot I make helps me to move forward. You know, it, it, you know, I, I've always had sports as a part of my life. You know, I, I use sports analogies. I use, you know, we're, you know, I'm not Tiger Woods, never will be a Tiger Woods. But there are certain certain things that I do in my life that tells me that I can I can have and find success in some of the things that I love. And like I said, we're starting to, you know, I'll use that as part of that foundation for me. We're starting to play golf again a little bit more. And I'm starting to get confidence out of it. I mean, barring the little setback I had last weekend with my shoulder, I still have found success even being injured. Okay. So I stayed in that moment. So let me clarify something. What I'm hearing you say is that what you are hoping to achieve next month or in the very immediate future is something where you are jumping back in as an entrepreneur or are you jumping back in as, as working for some one else's vision company, et cetera. Uh, the short term answer is probably working for someone. Okay. And then hopefully finding that entrepreneurial space again. Okay. But right now I think, I think what's going to serve me best is to get it, get in, and be a part of something, and allow myself to grow and and uh, fill my tank, so to speak. Okay, so uh, that's a big step. And and is this is this vision or intention uh, an organization that is is small in numbers of employees, as medium in number of employees, as large? What does that vision look like? Honestly, I'm open. Right. But there's a, there's a sweet spot. 
Everyone likes. Yeah, a sweet yeah spot. there's always a sweet spot. There's so what is that sweet spot? Probably a medium-sized company. Which is like what? I don't know. Could be anywhere from ten to fifty people. Okay. And uh, is this something where you feel like you're going to be doing day to day? Like you're going to be going into an office? Is this mean you do remote? You can do field work. Uh, I would love to do like a maybe a hybrid situation where okay. you know I'm you, you're, you're going to see me X amount of days, but there's X amount of days where you're not going to be able to put your hands on me per se. Um, long as I'm a part of it and, and plugged in and growing, you know, we've talked about this before. We've talked about, I'm looking for fit at the end of the day, you know, obviously mon monetary compensation is, is key, you know, as one of the components, but it's really about the fit. Cause I mean, you could get plugged into a situation where the money is supposed to be just great, but it's not a fit. And consequently, you're going to just, you're going to, you're not going to be able to grow. I'm looking for growth. So, you know, it's a few things I'm looking for out of this process. Uh, and I believe it's achievable. And I, like I said, I've, this is the thing I've been doing. Obviously, we talked about the planning stages and the research stages. And I've been starting to do a. have been being more diligent about it. That's the other thing. This is the, this is back. Well, you know, this is back to me leaning into the habit, the habit forming or reforming is seeing the data you know, looking at the data, becoming comfortable with the data. That's something okay. that I, haven't, I have not done on a consistent day in a day out basis. And I've been working on that. So, like, go ahead. So when you're looking at this data and you're looking at the potential opportunities out there, do you believe that the, the majority of opportunities that align with what you have just expressed to us are ones where, which will fall into your lap as to relationships or they're going to be opportunities that you will apply for like a traditional job application hiring. My, my mind tells me both. Okay. We live in a how, relationship state. Sure. So how are you spending time identifying where that, what you're putting in forth time-wise in investing yourself aligns with the potential opportunities that are currently out there? Honestly, Van, I'm I'm still in the research. Some of the some of the research and planning stage. So yeah. some of that is becoming. I'm getting accustomed to. I, I spent this week just trying to get accustomed to viewing the data, and how that coincides with what my raw thoughts are. It's an educational yeah. process. What I'm also doing is. It's, it's the, the issuance of grace. So I'm trying not to overpressurize myself because that's where I get in trouble when I over, you know, I overemphasize, I, you know, all of a sudden, instead of needing two bricks on my shoulders, I add four. If that mm. makes sense. So I'm, I'm, you know, I'm warming up to it. You know, what they say, jump shooters, if you, if you if you your jump shot's not working, you go to the basket. So trying to take makeable shots right now. Then I can work on my long ball game again. So I have a couple of couple of things I want to throw out. Um, and then we will move to the next thing. But uh so from a 
taking next steps, Chris, one of the things that I see and then that I that I've heard here is, and you, you mentioned earlier about um, getting the feedback from us and and all of that, you know, and you know, you appreciate that and you expect that. And that's good because that's that's what we should do in a circle like this. Um, but this brings us back to that definition of certainty versus uncertainty. So getting it from us, you are in a certain mindset of I'm going to get feedback from them and it will be value, but it's a safe space and yada, yada, yada. So I think some of the things you need to start to push yourself to do is to get out there and start to get some of that uncertain feedback. Other places, other people where you don't know either them as well or how um, how that feedback is going to come back to you because that will also give you data because you were just talking about data and learning that I think is very important. So starting to move from that certainty to getting more comfortable being in that uncertain state is that is, is going to be one piece. The other thing you mentioned was growth. And I, want, I definitely want to go back to this because you were saying in the place that you go, one of the things you wanted was growth. And I want to drill down one more level on that. And this is part of the whole ascent thing is I always want to go backwards before we go forwards. Growth can mean a lot of things, but I really just want for you to have clarity on one of two pieces of that word. When you say growth, are you talking about getting to a position where you have personal growth or career growth, or is it a combination thereof? Because that's um, also going to matter which way you, you look at that. Well, I think the way I'm typically, my th typical thought process is both. I'm trying to feed both of those buckets because I, myself, my belief is they kind of they walk hand in hand. One will feed the other and vice versa. So I'm I strongly believe that. I mean, I think that I think there's so much it's so intertwined. I don't think I honestly don't think you can have one without the other. Okay. Honestly. So then the last thing I'll say then is this find a situation that you're actually more uncertain with than certain. Because the uncertainty is where you grow. Well, I be honest with you, Brian. I already know that. I mean, I, that's one area that I've I've already made peace with. It. It's going, it's going to get uncomfortable before it gets comfortable again. I guarantee you that. I have that. I that touches my mind on a daily basis, and I'm getting. I'm starting to get with that. You know, that's the whole thing. If you you know you go through those processes, you don't. I don't. I don't avoid it. I don't run from it. Actually, I'm running to it. So really, we've worked our way around the framework. We are kind of in the navigation space now. So we've talked about evolution. Evolution is the plan. Needing to have a, a solid, documented, well-intentioned, as Vince talked about, plan about what it is we're trying to do, where we're trying to get to, uh, and, and understand what our potentials are to accomplish that. Navigation is about these landmines that get thrown in front of you, whether it's lack of confidence, lack of belief. Uh, peer pressure, uh, what the spouse says, what your friends say, what your social circle says, uh, what the work environment itself is like. And, and just, I mean, there's so many things and you just have to develop the skills to be able to assess, change direction, be adaptive and work your th way through from a navigation standpoint. So that's kind of really where we are right now in our discussion. When we talk about working your way through the framework which obviously then brings us to the last piece, which is the transcendence piece. And I'll, I'll, I wanna kind of get into that a little bit, uh, talk about transcendence and why that's the most important part. Well, I'm gonna take a, a, a short, small 
kind of like step back as you okay. move from the navigation to the transcendence, because I believe that, you know, so much of that you're, we're, we're trying to look, we're trying to feel, we're trying to find if we're on the right path. Correct. How do you know you're moving in this? How do you know you're moving towards transcendence? And far too often, as we talked about earlier, there's the internal uh, conflict. There's the external conflict with your, you know, circles. And then there's like the overall like universe conflict. And so for me, you know, um, first and foremost, you've got to work on yourself, right? We've always heard, you know, that the answer's within you, you know, um, and it's that realization that you are no longer a victim. You have the opportunity to play this game and you have the, you have the role to control the game. You don't have to, if you don't want to do this, you don't have to, you can literally pull the parachute and pick another game, go a different route. Um, and so what that means to me is who you surround yourself with is probably one of the most important things because that is the culture or cultures to which you are a part of. And so we, we, we play translators and members of many different cultures, both, um, you know, in the family circle and the, in the, uh, love circle and the friend circle and, and all these different groups. And to me, part of the moving forward and acknowledging that you are growing and transcending as an individual is to realize, well, what, what works best for me, my values and, um, and who, and are, are those groups, those cultures, you know, supporting, encouraging, building and if they're not then it's recognizing that they are not and then say okay you know is this culture that i want to still be a part of is this a culture that uh, is feeding me and and it might be one of those things where it's like no it's not today but you know what maybe later on maybe when i go off and i work on myself and i come back stronger you know um I, because I believe far too often, you know, we get stuck into this this um, this loop. And the easiest way to see it, especially, is with our loved ones, right? Our our partners, our people that we care for, and we're stuck in that that uh, a loop of attachment theory. And um, yeah, it's it's one of those things where when you can recognize that you're in this loop, when you can recognize you're in this victim um mentality and then you say okay you know it, it's not changing or fixing it it's just saying i'm in this and uh it's something that i i would like to i'm, I'm changing and then that's where you can really see and for me the navigation to transcendence is the ability for me to talk about these things, the ability for me to meet other people and talk about these things, the ability for me to align my logical reasoning brain with my subconscious brain and then to the source. And how that's all reflective is flow state. To me, 
I know I'm on the right path when I'm having more and more conversations around in a flow state matter because it just feels good. It feels like I'm really connecting in. It feels like I'm really working on things and thinking about things. There's a lot more ahas. Um, and it, it's not just for me, it's for everything. You know, it's it's with other people, it's with other past experiences, it's with future experiences, it's with, um, yeah. So that's where I believe. So I hear two things in that, Vince. Um, awareness, self-awareness, I guess is a, a way to say it. And then um, acceptance of, uh, or I guess not say acceptance, but being present. So not, not getting, not staying too far in the past, not getting too far in the future, but being present in all things that you're accomplishing in your life and then in that moment in time and engaging with those things. Is, is that what you're saying or is it even deeper than that? Yeah, no, it's, it's um, okay. So I can simplify this, you know, and I've, I've said this before together is, you know, me going to Burning Man in this last year was, um, we call it, especially when you talk about the hero's journey, right? Joseph Campbell, um, there's this like death and it's through that death of the journey. Everyone, everyone has a journey and we probably have many deaths. Um, but it's that transformation because when they use the term death, you're doing things very differently from how you've done it in the past. And a lot of people think of death as a negative experience, but when you hear it through the lens of historians like Joseph Campbell, who's referencing stories, mythology, death is just a transformation. Death is just a different way of looking at things. Death is, the, death is not bad. It's just, and, and that's where, you know, one of the comments about death is that in most cultures, you know, indigenous cultures, native cultures, um, they don't view it like that because the, the spirit or the essence or the source will always be there. It's not like it goes away. It just changes. And so, you know, my experience of Burning Man was an ego death, but flip side of this, which is where this is ongoing in my own transformation is it's the same intent, but it's changing the way we look at it and the way I phrase things. It's the words I use. It's the mindset I have. Um, it's, it's a positive one where, again, presence is first and foremost key, but then gratitude's even more, you know? So I'm saying the words in a positive way. I'm being more uh, respectful and kind to myself, of course, first and foremost, because if you're, if you're not kind to yourself, you can't be kind to others, you know? And the presence thing is just prioritizing what you find value in. It's, uh, it's little things, going back to, you know, Chris's habits, um, it's, you know, putting the phone down and being off technology when I'm around loved ones, like my kids, you know, it's, it's really being present. It's, uh, engaging with them in a way where, you know, far too often we find ourselves stuck into this, you know, we call it rat race or other things like that, where it's so much going on and, uh, and simplifying things, you know, it's being present for, you know, one of my goals is to do more nature bathing. So, you know, it was kind of fun for me on New Year's Eve and New Year's Day to do so much hiking. And, and since then, I've consistently gone hiking, whether it's with myself or other friends, too, which is really great. Just getting out there. That's the key com component of it, too. When we talk about uh, getting to that transformative place, right? Um, 
because transformer means that you have evolved in some way to be different than you were, um, right? And and so you know you 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 have had this transformative thing happen, and as you said from your Burning Man experience, you know it was ego death, right? Where you kind of remove that from your program to a degree, um, and I think that's a valuable piece to look at. So what I want to do at this point is kind of go with final thoughts to share uh, with the audience what our takeaways have been for today and and anything that we would like to also share with them uh, for them to move forward with and, and move forward on. So Chris, I'm going to come to you first and uh, I'll come to you next, Vince. But Chris, from a final thought standpoint, what would you like to share? What was it from today that you kind of went, ah, that makes more sense or you've got more clarity and you think it can also help other people move forward? I'm going to lean in on, my, on just my own, obviously my own experiences. Uh, and I'm going to use a, a short period. I'm going to use this last week as a kind of a example of what I experienced because at the end of the day, it's what I experienced. Um, this last weekend and this, this week was kind of a test of source. I, I, I know I mentioned earlier that I had a injury from our golf, our golf game last Saturday. And my initial, I, I initially, when I hurt my shoulder, I went into kind of a medium sized panic. And I said, this is not what I need right now. I don't need to get hurt. I just don't need it to start my year out. Part of my brain was saying I needed to be perfect. But once I kind of set back into the reality of the situation, I discovered it doesn't need to be perfect for me to keep moving forward. You know what I mean? I, I think that's a, I think that's a human flaw is that we want things to be perfect before we can move forward in our lives. And the reality is it's never going to be perfect. And you need to make the, as, as in light, you know, I, I have a hashtag I use when I post our golf thing. Golf is fun. Golf is life. So the ups and downs of the whole situation, the ups and downs of your life, I had to do a quick pivot. And it, it was, of course, we played on Saturday. I was, you know, I made it through that day. Sunday, I was kind of licking my wounds, kind of trying to figure it out. By Monday, I said I had, I had started to recondition my brain, which is you have still have things that you need to get accomplished. And you cannot use this injury as a reason to not get the things that you, at least to get some of the things accomplished that you have earmarked for this week. So I had, so for me, the challenge was to do a, a, a quick enough pivot an adjustment and to keep the train moving. And I was successful at that. So that helps, that helped to build my, you know, to help, continuing my to, to continue the build of my confidence to going in the direction that I need to go for my aspirations. So Excellent. like I said, I found success. And at the end of the day, success is success. And, and I'm going to take that and I'm going to, I'm going to build on it. 100%. Yeah. It's, that's a great point about, uh, no perfect time, right? Just press, keep pressing forward, right? I, I like how Chris is, you know, it's, it's progress is progress, success is success. 
you know, it's fun to talk about these things because, you know, as, as much as, you know, we, again, goes back to the, one of the first points I made in the beginning of this, of this session, you know, I, I really wish, I really hope that the future, everyone, you know, has this level of openness and communication around just life. You know, it's like, uh, I feel like um, it's always one of those things where what would you have done differently to do things to make, to, to really establish fundamental beliefs and better prepare oneself for, for the future. And like, um, it's funny, I was, I sent my kids this, <clears throat> this little, uh, this little thing where I was, I mean, you know, again, most of it's just stuff that we talk about. Then, then I'm also like, you know what, the more I openly talk about these things, the more I want them to believe because, you know, um, it's not how I grew up. It's not how uh, I wanted to grow up. And, and in my own search to improve or hope that their lives are better because that's, I'm 40, I just turned 45. So, you know, uh, I've already achieved or this, this level of whatnot where it's, it's now, how do I support their futures and others? You know, it's less about me and more about them. And uh, it's interesting, <clears throat> I'm gonna read this to you. So, it's a little meme that was posted on social media. It's called breaking the generational curse. So I sent it to them because I'm like, you guys need to understand what is, what is toxic, this, what not. And so it says, quit yelling at your kids before they go to bed and expect them to sleep well. Quit yelling at your kids in the morning right after they wake up before school and expect them to have a good day. You set the tone for your children. You set the tone for your voice that they will always remember in their heads, you become their inner voice, don't be their inner critic. Speak life, speak love, speak bravery and kindness and hope. Speak wisdom and truth, but most of all, listen to your children. And so I read that and uh, I was like, you know, that's so interesting because I feel like, you know, so much of what we do, especially as it pertains to our kids and, uh, and whatnot, you know, it's an inner reflection of, of our own fears, our own insecurities, and, and it really comes under control. You know, when we think about, you know, even though we might see someone doing amazing things or whatnot, it's, it's the control function of us and our own security and our own value and our own self-worth, which limits us from allowing them to grow it's a lot it is a lot but also i think very valuable because uh as you said you one of the episodes we did in the past when we talked about cultures but then we also talked about there's you know that's the thing that gets tossed around in business and you know the country has a culture or whatever but there's a family culture you know and we talked about that in our session and so i think that's a big piece of what you just shared is talking about how you are starting to establish a certain level of communication and care within the family unit that becomes a culture 
And if you start it and then pass it on to your sons, et cetera, hopefully it'll carry on and be, become more of a, a traditional piece of, of the family. So I think that's a huge, huge piece of it. Uh, no, no question. My final thoughts for today really just reflect on talking about um, ways just to make it stick. And that's the whole point of the ascent process, because there are so many times where I think we want to evolve, we want to improve, we want to move in a different direction. And not to say that we might not even take the steps to start to do those different things, but we don't have a solid enough plan. Um, we also may not have the right navigational tools or have thought through all of those pieces and parts of it. So that when we do hit those challenges and those roadblocks, we you know, toss our hands up and, and give up. Uh, so we make some progress and then we slip back. We make some progress and, and we, we slip back. So the main thing is to really, as we said, start with where it is you're trying to get to, get a grasp and understanding on that, the historical pieces of you and your life and where you, why you are where you are is the way, where, I, where I put that. And then uh, build from there to try to work your way around the framework so that when you get to the end and you're at that point of uh, being able to, to talk about transcending, that when you do transcend to that new space, that it sticks and you stay. And then build on to the next level of transcendence, whatever that, that might look like for you. And it's going to be a different path for all of us. But I think that's, that's the most important piece. The last thing I want to share is that you can... Go through the Ascent framework for free. It can be found at ascentmasterclass.com. And go there, you can download it, and you can actually go through all of the questions. It's broken out into six different modules. One module for aspiration, spark, commitment, evolution, navigation, and transcendence. And again, you can download that for free and work at it at your own pace. Uh, so that's available to anyone who wants to take advantage of uh, starting their journey towards breaking free, as we talked about at the beginning of this, starting to evolve and elevate yourself. Any, anything else, gentlemen, before we wrap up for the day? I had a final, final thought. Absolutely. Share it. Life is just a series of dress rehearsals. That's all it is. It's just a series of dress rehearsals. You have to try to remember what you did well, what you didn't do that was, what you did, what you did that was not so well, and continually work on trying to make it better as you move forward through life. Chris, thanks for sharing that. Gentlemen, this has been great. Thank you. Uh, and for our audience out there, thank you for watching. Stay until the end. Uh, until next time, we will definitely see you. Uh, take care and take care of each other. It's very important. Bye now. Mm -hmm.